Welcome to the Sci-Fi Podcast, where we give you our point of view. We're part of the Trek Geek Network, the Trek Geek Podcast Network, and I am Sabrina Wood. And I have with me today my sci-fi sisters, Yvette Blackman-Tom. Hello. And Fran Taylor. What's happening? And today we have a special guest. I am really excited because we have a person that I have been trying to get on this show for about six months, right? Yeah, that's what it was. He is an actor, a writer, a producer, I mean, and a really, really, really nice guy. But you know him most likely as Lieutenant J.G. Linus from <laughs> Discovery. Welcome to the show, David Benjamin Tomlinson. Yay! Hello, yay! <laughs> yay. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, God, you don't know how happy I am. I am just loving you on the show. So I, <laughs> and I wanted everyone to know how much I love you on the show. So oh, thank you. We that. are big fans of Discovery, of course, and Sonequa Martin Green and the whole crew. And, um, but uh, we just have been enamored of Linus and you playing him. So, I think maybe one of the first questions I have is, okay, one of the first things I want to say is I didn't realize until I started doing the research for this podcast that you've been on the show since season one. Mm-hmm. So many different faces. I found that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so how did you get on this show and why did you take the part of the Klingon? Oh, the... I mean, prosthetics work is something that I had always, uh, always thought about and always been uh, something that I was attracted to. And like whenever I'd watch a movie on DVD or videotape growing up and they would do the behind the scenes and I'd see the actors get the head cast. And I was always, oh, I, I wonder what that's like. That must be so And watching the makeup process. And I was so fascinated by it that when I got the opportunity to do it, it was kind of a no brainer. and you know, there were there were moments in my first days as a Klingon where I would be sitting on set and I'd, I'd say to myself, I'm a freaking Klingon right now, like in full makeup. I could, and I'd be like, ah! you know, I couldn't believe it. It was so amazing. But I also, I mean, the Klingon prosthetic is a tough one. So it was kind of also a trial by fire of learning the art form of it, understanding what the work is, how, how as an actor, things change under a prosthetic. Mm-hmm. So when I think about the first season and playing like those different Klingons, uh, it, for me, it's very much a trial by fire. It's very much like this intense introduction to this art form that had always fascinated me. And, and I learned so much. And then sort of once they offered me Linus for season two, and I didn't know where it was going to go or, or what Linus was going to, to be, but I was able to build on that incredible foundation uh, in, from the first season and have continued to learn. And it's also helped working more closely with Doug because he's such a brilliant genius. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, now we took a Klingon class uh yes. you and i took it right we, we had a whole hour of trying to learn how to mm-hmm. hang on it it, yeah. it is not easy so it is not easy <laughs> okay. the real cling on let's let's make sure we understand it not the tng 
Klingon. I'm talking the real yeah, we, Klingon. They they had us work with um, a dialect coach, and also like there was a woman who was translating the English into Klingon, and then we'd work with uh because they were taking the Klingon very seriously. Yes, I like no shame. I struggled with the Klingon. It was very hard. And I looked at people like Mary Chifo, who played Laurel, and she made it sound like Shakespeare poetry. Right. And I was like, how are you doing this? I don't understand. It, because I don't know if I, she just had this way with it that was, I would just sit and look at her and be like, it's amazing. You're amazing. It was, it just was like, she was like, uh, and she has a history in Shakespeare or a background in Shakespeare uh -huh. uh, or she's done Shakespeare. So maybe that helped, but uh, I struggled with Klingon. It's not easy. It's not an easy language. And you're also the, you know, to say, um, uh, what was one of my lines early on? Uh, uh, my name, uh, what was it? I, so the line was something like, you know, my name is Orek. Mm -hmm. And then in Klingon, you would be like uh, the the line, you'd have the line, but then the word order would be different. So the word order would kind of be like, Orek is my name. So then not only mm -hmm. are you thinking about the Klingon sounds, but then you're thinking about where the, oh, the weight yeah. of the words is. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was, it stressed me out. Um, <laughs> it stressed me out. I don't mind saying it stressed me out. Oh my goodness. I thought Sazad, I thought Sazad, Sazad Latif did an excellent job. Oh, too. he also, he also Latif. opened his mouth and it was like, is it a sonnet? I, it's <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. He was so good. And he had, the, he also had a deft poet, poeticism with his delivery. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's Klingon is tough. It's uh, tough. Klingon yeah. is tough. Yeah. yeah. I think I thought, you know, like our, our teacher, um, our instructor was very good. They um, they sound like Mary Chifo did, and we were like, "It's not coming out that way for us." <laughs> you start to panic. You're like, right. "What? What's happening?" I'm like, "Am I?" Oh, and I think Lily got it pretty well. My younger Lily daughter. Got it. Well, she right. she she likes languages. She's very good at languages. She can catch a language really quick. So she she's still learning it. Like she she's learning it she made a point to start learning it. And I'm like, it's only for certain people. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It's only for certain people, a hundred percent. But the people who, the people who are the caretakers of the language now who are fluent in Klingon, they're continuing to build the language. Yeah. They're continuing to uh, advise and share. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's this beautiful mm -hmm. art form and there's such a uh, meaning to it. Uh, it's just not one that is easy, <laughs> easy for me to get my head around. I do appreciate it more that I, I know more about it. So, oh yeah, yeah the teacher told yeah. me to turn my mic off. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we all, we all, we all have, have, I said, this poor man has had so many Klingon classes that he just tells everybody I could only teach one at a time. And the best oh is you God. turn your mics off. So <laughs> they hear this mess coming out of our mouth. <laughs> because there's a lot of unusual sounds and you've got a, you know, there's a lot of like tongue in different places yeah. that you're not used to. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> art form for sure, but it's tough. And so, then you had to act, then you had to act while doing this language yes. too. Yeah. On the prostate. So yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. My I was living, 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, but it was necessary for my for for my development and to like get used to be to get used to being on a big set because I hadn't been on a big set like that in a while. So it's like back on a big set, remembering that, learning this prosthetic stuff, getting the language, finding comfort. You know, it was it was it was necessary for that piece of my journey. Mm. So I, 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 it's like mad respect to the challenge of it. Right. Oh, like okay. it got... yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, so I'm really fascinated by the fact that you said this is the thing you wanted to do. And this was a no brainer because, and that's what I, why I really wanted to talk to you because I'm a big movie fan. And so I go way back and I always had this fascination with, you know, the Lon Chaney's, the man of a thousand faces and Boris Karloff and all of these people who could just morph into these things and you just didn't even know. And of course we have the one and only Doug Jones. And it just amazes me. And I, and when I realized that you had played all these other characters, I was like, Oh, he's not even playing at this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm one of those people. I'm one of those Trek fans that actually like read the credits. And I'm like, well, that's David again. Oh my God. That's David again. David is playing another boy. Why did David play another boy? That's David playing a man that stoops over that's shorter than everybody else when actually he's taller than everybody else. Again. There he is again, creeping in. Creeping in. That's it's right. funny. It's funny you mentioned Lon Chaney Jr. I I saw The Phantom of the Opera when I was on, it was like a Saturday night movie and I I watched Mm -hmm. it probably, uh, I don't know, nine or 10. And I couldn't get that face out of my head and and it haunted me and it it scared me. I'm telling you. But then I started reading about it, about the sticks uh, he put in his nose to get that that note. And I was so fascinated by Ah. all of the, his, what he did and all the, the, I think it was fish bones that he stuck to his he face to job with it. I mean, yes. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. There's so, something... right, Go ahead. Cause Lon Chaney is just, he's the one that started all of this, you know? Yeah. I mean... And there's something really beautiful about practical effects. There's something really beautiful about it. Not like the, what they're doing with computer animation is, is amazing. But when, it's really there and you're really dealing with it. I, it just, it's, 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 it's so exciting to watch and it's so exciting to perform under. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel that it helped you with the role itself when you put that, I mean, I've heard other, uh, I've heard Doug Jones say that like once they get that, the applications put on, they're getting, you know, who this character is once the, once they yeah. wear the, wear the prosthetic. This, like, okay. Once the mask goes on, once the mm-hmm. mask goes on, you start to feel it in your body and it hangs, uh, your body sits a certain way Uh-oh. and mm-hmm. you find an attitude and, you know, it, 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 it informs a lot of the character, okay. you know, like you're, you're inhabiting art, like these prosthetic pieces are art, they're so beautiful, and you put on the art, and then suddenly you're changed, and then the art's changed because you're inside of it, and then it's this really beautiful Oh, uh, marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like the way when, I, the, when I walked in, 
You can't see this moving and his shoulders were loosened. I was like, all right, he's getting ready. All right. You gotta you gotta feel it. When when I walked into the prosthetics trailer for the for my first camera test as Linus, and I walked in and I hadn't they I hadn't seen a picture. I didn't hadn't seen him. And he was the the head was sitting on the counter. And I, I gasped. I, I, I was like, he's so beautiful. He's, it's, he's such a, the prosthetic is such a beautiful uh, piece of art. I wow. couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. And then when it, yeah. And when it goes on, it informs, you know, it informs something and you find you, you know, there's the shoulders again, you find the thing, you find, you find the, And also another big inf, in, uh, piece of the puzzle for me is wardrobe. Mm -hmm. uh you know mm -hmm. what they put you in and and that's i mean sometimes it's the federation but even you know wearing a fancy dress federation uniform suggests mm -hmm. a certain different mm -hmm. kind of a mm -hmm. posture than mm -hmm. your normal opening on that klingon uniform is like uh, oh well oh my goodness <laughs> uh, that was we those our, we were in our terra firma and i think we came at you a certain way david when we saw you <laughs> <laughs> Totally mirror when we met you, so I understand what you're saying to me. <laughs> Amazing. Did so, you have any clue that Linus would take off like he did? No, no. I, you know, I going to the Vegas Con this past August was my first chance mm -hmm. to intersect with the um, Star Trek community mm -hmm. in person. And I started to really sort of connect to that people really liked this character. Like I had had like, there had been messages on social media, but then I started to really clock it. I, I didn't know. I, I, I love the character so much. And I just am so like excited that other people love the same things about him. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredibly humbling. And, and I, um, it's like, oh, I have this cool new friend. And I'm so glad you all like my cool new friend. <laughs> because, you know, I'm so glad we all get along. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's, you know, I, I go in and I go into work, and I, I do my job and I come come home. And then I forget that millions of people are going to watch the show. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm not going out to a comedy club or a theater here to do something like this is going out. So I forget there's so many people, more people who are being exposed to the work and there's, yeah, there's now there's this real Linus uh, appreciation, which I'm Aww. super people, inspired people by and grateful for. And <laughs> Linus cookie. Uh, we were like, we want that yes, cookie. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We were worried about Linus when he almost hooked up with George Joe because you know she kind of freaky there. So almost, we yeah. She, but yeah, I, think, I think I think Linus liked that. I was sad to see her go because I was yes. like, "Oh, this could be amazing." Uh, so I was sad to see her go. I mean, we don't Aww. even know what happened when she told him to come with her. They just kind <laughs> of <laughs> no, right? They could have had a real heart to heart. Yeah, I remember. I remember sitting with Michelle, we were uh, shooting, uh, it was the dinner scene in, in the captain's quarters with Saru mm -hmm. and the crew and we were and Michelle and I were sat uh, side by side and we had just shot the popcorn scene previous or we were about to shoot the popcorn scene and she looked at me and she said, are they setting us up? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
I don't know, but I'm totally into it. Oh, she and I, you know, that would have been she great. and I have super fun chemistry. Like, she's poppy. Come on now. Yeah, she's a marvelous, marvelous woman. She's yeah. very fun to be around and has great bubbly energy. I mean, every you've heard and you know because you've met the cast. Everyone on the mm-hmm. cast is just yes, super yeah, lovely. Yes. They yeah, look like yeah, they yeah. just have so much fun. Yeah. But um that is that is too funny. I just I can't unsee that. That's just like <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Rewatching rewatching the show that and um Linus has an attitude too because you've got that really great voice. Linus has that voice, like he's not clicking and popping. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes translating out. What did he say at one point when you all were sitting in the um I was hatched ready. I, I was hatched ready. ready. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, he's snarky. He's a little snarky. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you know, like every time uh, I play him, I'm always just like, oh, yes, no, I, I know exactly <laughs> what's going on here. I, I relate. I can't wrong with that. Welcome to the club. And he can do a sneeze. Oh, yeah. like nobody else. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. There's a there's a take on I think on the uh, the night that we shot that scene, which was his my first time on set as in the full prosthetic, and we shot the sneeze in the elevator, and uh, on one of the takes that I sneezed my teeth out of my head, out. and they they hit the floor. Your teeth. Yeah, it's on. It's on the DVD. Oh yeah, it's on the it's on the gag reel for season one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I was That's a hell mortified. Of <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty because I had to like snap my head. And yeah. I, if you if you look at the take, it's hilarious because I'm. You can't see like my face, but I'm like mortified. Mortified. So I'm gamely just carrying on with the scene, like maybe nobody noticed my teeth. And Sonequa looks up at me. She's right beside me. And Sonequa looks up at me like, what? And her eyes just sort of a wooga. And then she just, you know, starts howling. And uh, then everyone in the elevator starts laughing. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I'll have to watch that one. Oh, yeah. Anson Mount must have lost it. Oh, yes. Everyone did. Everyone in the elevator lost it. It was pretty great. Even the guy he sneezed on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. Remember yeah, that guy? Oh, that guy. Connolly. I think Connelly. his name was Connolly. I think so. He did last yeah. time. <laughs> a beautiful start because, you know, the, the, the turbo lift doors open and there you are. And it was like, what in the world? <laughs> the eyes blinked, and I just went, "Okay, this character better come back because I like to write from the where the doors opened up." I'm like, "Okay, what in the world is going on in this elevator?" But you know, and Pike is behind you, just staring, and I just said, "This is priceless." But but you're right, you know, because you're a science officer, and there you are in the ship with Saru, who is Cyan, and Michael Burnham, who is Cyan. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to hold your own. You were telling them about it in the sphere. You were telling them about the sphere. You were telling them about the Red Angel. I was watching these clips, and I was like, what is going to science? You know, does. Going this is on it. He's just not, all, he's, all, he's just like all over the place, but he's he on it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the transporter, but he's, he's good. He's smart in other ways. Look at my, 
my favorite thing about the transporter (laughs) storyline, which I thought was hilarious, was I loved that the writers acknowledged that we're not all easy adapters to technology. Right. Like I like, and I'm so proud to represent that because there's like an Instagram update and I'm like, oh no, what's changed? Oh right. no, and I'm calling like, what's happening? What is this now? And like, my friends is like, just relax. So I loved that they, they, they sort of not like, yes, it's TV and we want all our heroes to be easy adapters to new tech and uh-huh. absolutely. But I also love that they acknowledge that new tech doesn't always come easy to everyone. Right. Right. And I also love that he keeps trying, like, <laughs> you know, he keeps going. He doesn't stop. He's just like one mistake and it's over. He's like, right. no, I'm going to keep trying. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I love that little storyline. It was, and it, it was, was a awesome. joy to shoot. It was awesome. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Cause you, did, you never knew like, oh, not again. <laughs> Just getting on Stamets' nerves and stuff. You know? oh. Who Anthony's get so Stamets good. Nerves? Anthony's so good. Yeah. Such a joy. It's a great cast, though. It is. It is a great cast. Yeah, it's it a is. great cast. I mean, so since are we going to? Well, I don't know what you could tell us, but I am dying to see Linus on an away mission. I want him outside of the ship. And I don't know how. Oh, that would be great. How? <laughs> you know, is that something you can do? That's it. That's it. That's, that's the state. That's, that's it. That's the state. When you stick it to it. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, Linus would be great because I, Saurians have four hearts, so they're great in diff- different atmospheres. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to say about the rest of season four. Uh, there's more Linus to come. Oh, goody. Uh, Absolutely. Buddy. Buddy, buddy. That's all I had to do. Uh, yeah. So I'm I think good. there's, there's, I mean, the rest of the season is, is very much a, are you ready? Because here we go. Okay. Kind oh. of, kind okay. of an adventure. Yeah. I'm ready. It's very exciting. And Linus is going to be a part of it. Yay. Linus is a part of it. Yeah. I want a Linus stuffed animal. I want a stuffed, I mean, you stuffed know, toy. I do. I I you are not the first person. Yeah. To uh, to talk about that, and yeah. if, should, if they ever get around to making plush uh, Linus's, I think it's I think. coming. I think it's coming. Hasbro, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> and we know you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> we get the play- no, we get the playmates. We want to go right straight to the you know to the stuffed animal. Yeah, but um, you know, but what I really like about this is that one of the things I noticed too is that reptilians get a bad rap in Star Trek. They're always the bad guys, you were like the, the bad yeah. species, you know, we were like, we got the Gorn, we got the Cardassians, we got the Zindi reptiles. I was like, all right, man, the Saurians come in there just like, okay, <laughs> you know, we're in Starfleet. We, we, we Starfleet. We Brandy. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Brandy moment. I'm, I know yeah. that at some point there will be a, a Brandy moment. I'm, I, you know, got like, to. in that bar, it's got oh, that's set. Is yeah. I was I like, like what? Yeah. Can I have this in my house? Can we? Oh, can, wow. we can we put this in my apartment? That would yeah, be that's amazing. A nice set. Yeah. It is hanging out. This ten four would look like you know whatever. Downgrade. Walk the beige carpets in ten four, and we are now on Discovery Boil, baby. What's it got? A fireplace and everything in there. Oh, right and now? there's fire in the walls. Like there's, yeah. it's such a warm. Doesn't have a name. So they beautiful. didn't name it or anything, right? 
I think oh, they you know, what? I don't know. I don't remember them giving it a name. I think they said the bar. <laughs> we'll Very possibly, it. yeah. I don't know if it has an official name. Yeah, it needs a name. I say we we name it. But that's going to be, I think, a nice. That's that's a great set. You know, we've been on the board so much, and then and you know, you know, and book ship and all this, but they've got some fuel. That's a cool addition to the set. So yeah. I'm loving that. It brings a, a real uh, beautiful warm tone. Like the, the designers and the builders on the show are so like it, they're so smart and so creative. And it just is like, it, it, it adds, you know, so much of this, of the, the ship is, is like a ship. And then this is such a beautiful, warm, casual, soft space. It just, it's a, really beautiful visual counterpoint yeah because you know in that show i'm glad they do have that because at one point you guys were just you were just it you know just but at least now you've got the rest of starfleet that you finally found them but i still get the sense that this crew is still hanging together they are not necessarily going out side and going on leaves and hanging out with other federation people yet because they're just so different from everybody else that they would still click up together you know and i think it would be really interesting to see a story about how they get acclimated to being 900 years in the future i mean are you going to find friends outside of your discovery crew are you going to be oh that's fascinating you know finally say yeah this is my friend that was born like you know 900 years before i even thought about anything <laughs> you, know, right. you know it's just like weird like what you know i just i feel for that crew so deeply mm-hmm. and, and everybody that made the decision to go and i know we you know we're like oh we're a federation now but no, you guys still have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a big it's a big deal that jump and I think, you know, like this season uh, they addressed certainly some aspects of it last season and this season mm-hmm. have continued to mm-hmm. do so and uh, I for me it's just like yeah, but like you have to work through stuff and the crew mm-hmm. is, is working through this this piece of their story and their journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I love the storyline. I mean so I love that, you know, Sonequa is the captain. That I love that more than anything. But I really want to know more about this crew. You know, there's so many great characters um, on the ship. And like Sabrina said, I want to know, well, how are they dealing with it? What, what we, we know Tilly made a decision to leave. Um, what's go, what is everybody else doing? What, how, how are they dealing with I would love to know so much more. I don't know why. I think a lot of people like... What about this crew? You know, you gave us these great characters, but we're just not getting these stories, you know? So I'm hoping sooner or later it won't be, you know, we got a race to save everything and maybe a a season, (laughs) you know, a season of great stories about the crew. I I would love that. I think a lot of people would too. Because I I would love to know about um, Saurians because we know about Saurian Brandy, but that's about it. You know, and then, then we get Linus and... Okay, so give me some more information about this is a character or a name of uh, um, a species that we've heard since the beginning, and we finally got a character, but you know, not much. Yeah, information. Who, did, who did Linus leave behind? You yeah. know, he made right. yeah. too. The crew. He didn't do a goodbye letter. We didn't see his goodbye letter. <laughs> <laughs> what would Linus's goodbye letter have been? Yeah. You know, like when something a uh, sort of like an emotional quality in Linus is, is I, I feel like he's uh, very loyal. 
And so I think for him, there was a loyalty transcended any any other sort of consideration in, mm-hmm. in his decision to move forward because he's loyal to the crew and he's loyal to the ship and, and the larger mission. So, so I think my feeling is based on the, his sort of his like his loyalness that mm-hmm. it would have been like, no, this is what's happening and this is where we're going. And, you know, I don't, there's so many great characters on the show and the writers have to tell a story. It's a, it's a very tough juggling act to sort of, you know, uh, balance show. everything. But I think the great thing about a character like Linus and like all, all of the characters on the ship is there's so much storytelling potential if they ever need a story or a character yeah. to draw from. Yeah, yeah. It, there's so much rich possibility that they have in the tapestry. Mm-hmm. And so that's, they've, you know, and to their credit, they're, you know, they can reach for that at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I, I trust the writer's room very much for yes. that show. Yeah. Did maybe you we'll get some, yeah. some short tracks. Yeah, short tracks. Yeah, bring, yeah. yeah. bring those back. Yeah. <laughs> Did you create a backstory yourself about Linus when you realized the character was going to have more than you know a couple of scenes? Um, it's it's something that sort of is piecing together. Like, uh, like if I if like this 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 idea of loyalty. Like, I feel like he also has a temper. I'm like, well, where does his temper come from? And like, mm-hmm. what trigger? So, where does that come from in his past? So slowly, the more time I spend inside the prosthetic and the character in the world, like different pieces are dropping in. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, what speaks mostly to me is sort of like his his emotional qualities or how where he feels he fits in and how he feels he fits in and what he does around the ship, but. Uh, the more and more that I'm around that sort of like those other bigger pieces fall into place. The cause of the burn. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah. They had me, uh, they had me play young Sue call. So they, uh, they, uh, they filmed me against a green screen and then they shrunk me, down and then they digitized the face a bit and then they obviously did not use my actual voice uh, for the Mm -hmm. scream or or the talking because i don't sound like a 11 14 year old Uh, Mm -hmm. but uh yeah that was very that was very exciting to come in and, and do that i mean there's there's a there's a real delight in getting to play a character over a period of time and learning more about the character as you go and then there's a real uh, visceral uh, excitement about getting to put on a face for a day and you're mm-hmm. like I'm going to be this for today and I've got to figure everything out about this moment and this in wow. this moment and then I'm walking mm-hmm. away from it at the end of the day oh, wow. so like it's yeah. like a it's a different muscle and it's a different uh, kind of excitement and it has its pros and cons and and it's just a different it's, yeah, it's just like there's this the overtime where there's like a flash in the pan, but they're all, it's always like, it's always exciting to me to put on a different face mm-hmm. uh, and figure something out about the character uh, based on the mask and based on the, the outfit. Um, I played a, there was Cosmo. a story in. Don't forget Co- Cosmo. Oh, Cosmo. Cosmo. got, got uh, blown to bits. Yeah. <laughs> That was that sure, was, was super that fun, one. and there was another that was another language special, the Cosmos. Yeah, thing. yeah. So yeah, that was another. I was 
in a cold sweat before those <laughs> shoot days. Um, but I played like a, I played a Saurian diplomat and I, in episode uh, four or six of this season. Uh, and getting to do like the, like he beat up uh book. Beat up book. Uh, and it was, yeah. you know, that was my first big like on camera fight. And I was like, oh, this is, again, very different and very exciting. And mm -hmm. David was amazing to work with. And yeah, it was super fun to sort of, when my mom saw that, uh, <laughs> saw that episode, she's like, when I watch Linus, uh, I totally see you. But when I watch Cosmo, I don't know who that is because that's not you. And I'm like, you know, mom, I think it is me. But that's just, he lives deep, deep inside. Right. But he's there. Like, he's there. I'm, I'm, my baby I'm not boy. all angel, right? So that's not my baby boy. Because <laughs> Cosmo was bad. And I tell you, he yeah. died really well. I mean, just oh. Boom! Boom. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Like, oh my god there goes david i i just wanted to go i know we love linus and of course and we love everything that you've done on this but i was intrigued by um your writer's block credit and the oh, fact yes. that you wrote and produced it and so um, tell us a little bit about that. And do you have any directorial aspirations since you are sitting in Star Trek 101, which loves to make producers out of their actors? Oh, and directors. Directors out of their actors, <laughs> yes. Well, I'll, um, let me address the writer's block piece first, and then I'll uh, address that one. The, um, the writer's block came out of, it was, oh, how many years ago now? Oh, 10? That... Uh, I was talking with a friend of mine and, and I had just gotten, uh, cause I, I'm a writer as well. And I had just gotten a show turned down and he had just gotten a show turned down and, and we were both frustrated. And, um, you know, I, I said to him, we, we've got to do something just for us. Let's write something just for us that we don't need a gatekeeper or we don't need a yes from someone. We'll just shoot it uh, with our own money, really, really small scale. So we came up with this idea of these three writers in a writing room, writing a show they all hate. And we sort of shot <laughs> 10, 10, five minute episodes and we put them on the internet and it got the attention of a producer. Um, and then we went to the CBC, which is our national broadcaster here in Canada. And we pitched them and they said, well, we, we've, we know the show. We've watched the show. We like the show. We just like to know what you'd like. And so we said, well, we want to do more. And so then I did a season with the CBC and we worked with the producer and, and I uh, helped produce and we got to do it sort of like for reels with like, you know, w wardrobe and, and, uh -oh. and a, a great set. And yeah, it was an amazing experience and I'm really proud of it. And it lives here on the digital, um, the digital arm, which I don't believe is available outside of Canada called CBC gem, okay. but, uh, it was a, it was very exciting to be able to write something and, and see it, it come to life and so many people come together to make it happen. And uh, do I have directorial aspirations? Uh, possibly. I mean, as a writer, you're always visualizing how things could be or could look or when you're describing a scene, it's always like, yeah. But I don't know if, if there's a difference between how things could look and writing that versus mm -hmm. standing behind the camera and, and making it look a certain way. Yeah. I certainly have enjoyed 
working with directors who are very much on when the, we talk about things that I've written, they're very much like they get it. And I, I mm -hmm. might, I very much like, oh, you understand what I'm doing and want to elevate it with your skill set. So do that because I'm very comfortable as a writer and you're comfortable as a director. Um, I've learned a lot from watching and participating. So maybe uh, directing down the road. I don't know. Producing is producing is tough. You have to be a uh, you have to be a very special cat to be able to produce. Um, yeah. uh, there's too many numbers uh, yeah, for me to do it. <laughs> um, I've taken producing classes at film school, and yeah, that's a whole yeah. other thing. Tax and if you right? can do it, wow. if you, yeah, it. And if you can do it, like my hat's off to you and it's, but everyone will want to be your pal because yes. it's, a, it's a rare, rare skill set. Mm -hmm. um, I excelled at the creative producing piece, like the managing all of the different creative uh, producer yes. stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I compartmentalizing and information streams. I nailed all of that. Um, I just, the number stuff was like, what now? This is a graph for what? what are you, this is a win. Who's, where did this come from? Page nine. I didn't get there. I just kind of, Lost interest halfway through page one. Was I uh -oh. supposed? To, I was supposed to go to the end. Uh oh, <laughs> you know, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is definitely tough. But I, I'm so impressed by anyone that can, like, you know, look at a blank piece of paper and actually get something together get it on the screen and have other people, you know, make it and create it and get it out there. So I applaud you no, and I take my you. hat off to you for getting all that done. Amazing. Yes. So. It's a lot of work, but I love, I love the full circleness. I love the being embraced by the blank page and going on a journey. And then it lifts off the page into the mouths of actors and other people and everyone works together and you have your creative community. And then, you're back at your desk and starting mm -hmm. again. It's it's a beautiful cycle. It, it really is. It really is. All right. So I wanted to play a little game. Can you want to play my okay. game? Okay. <laughs> it's called. It's really quick. Okay. Don't, don't even think when I ask these questions. It's called. I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just called. Which alien would you prefer to play? Okay. 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 Ready? Yeah. TOS. Vulcan or Andorian? Vulcan. Mm. Okay, now we're going to Voyager. Mm -hmm. Erosion or Kazon? You can say with the Erosions if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> There's no coaching. <laughs> Ooh, can I pass? That's Kazon. Mm. Really? Okay, with that crazy hair. All right. Oh, crazy hair. <laughs> yes. All, all crazy hair. I want, yeah. I want crazy yeah, all crazy hair. hair. Okay, we'll go to DS9. Cardassian or Vorta? Ooh, I love the Cardassian makeup in DS9. Um, it's aww. so intense. Am I thinking of the right one? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a full, yes. I used yeah. to love that neck. The neck always got me because they always took oh. the neck all the way down to the roof. Yeah. Yeah, that goes so wide. Yes. All right, and the last one, alien or predator? Ooh. I'm going to say alien because there's going to be, they're more graceful. 
uh they're like they're all kind of like a little snaky and a little like reachy and predators more like you know but like but alien is a bit like slinking around yes you know oh my god it's just so funny watching you think about right you know he just gets into it you know you know total body like okay and i'm just gonna like I hate the water and I want to be a- <laughs> <laughs> totally it's- into it. You are such a pro. <laughs> were you a Trek fan before you got on Trek? I, I, I wasn't a, a Trek fan. I was like a science fiction enthusiast. Okay. So like I, I, I grew up watching Doctor Who and uh, Next Generation and mm-hmm. Star Wars and Alien. So like I had a, an affinity for the genre of science fiction. Okay. And uh, getting to then like being on a Star Trek show is just sort of like, just, you know, again, it's, I keep pinching myself. It's like here, you like you, you watch the stars uh, when you're a little boy and, and dreaming the dreams and, and watching all these great shows. And now you're up there in space and, Mm -hmm. and, and, People are watching you, and uh, it's it's an incredibly thrilling thing to be a part of the science fiction world and to be part of the the Trek world. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you know, I I'm as I said earlier, like being in Vegas was my first major intersection with the Trek community in person since my work started on the show, and I was just so. Um, so just so blown away by the generosity of spirit and like uh, so many people just walked past the table and said, Hey, welcome to the family, you know? And it just looking at the, the affection amongst the, the people and the incredible cosplay and the, the creativity and the imagination, it was just, you know, it's, it kind of makes me a bit emotional because I wasn't prepared as prepared or I didn't know what to expect. And it was, it was like, I was like, oh my goodness, like it's it's a it's it's a beautiful a beautiful thing that mm-hmm. the that the fans are curating and are like um evolving and moving forward. It's 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 and it's a pleasure to be a part of that. Oh. You're a part of it for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the rest of your life. All right, all right. I'm good with that. Yeah. And you, you'll be in an elevator. You, you'll be old. You'll be old and stooped over like Cosmo, and there'll be a fan. Cosmo, you play Cosmo, right? And I'll be right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Proud. One of my one of my fifty faces. You right. know. <laughs> By that point, one of my fifty yes. faces. 50, yeah. You yeah. know. Or oh, they'll be like, "You yeah. must have burned." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do. I mean, I feel like when I watched all of when I watched it, I was like, "Oof." Right. Uh, <laughs> like that's oof. You know, <laughs> God, a lot of that screams yeah. a killer, like, literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, but you are the guy now. I will always associate. The burn. <laughs> <laughs> Next but, time I see I you mean, in the, Vegas, I'm like, the burn, really? <laughs> <laughs> That screams a killer. 
and it was like I, I mean and there was Bill Irwin who was playing Sukal and he's this amazing vaudevillian actor and getting to be the the, the childlike or his sort of like child memory and feeding into the work he was doing and observing the work that he was doing and it's a big responsibility to play uh like i'm gonna be i have to embody your character as a kid for 30 seconds Mm -hmm. uh here we go i'm gonna scream uh you know and and so it's this very pivotal it's this very pivotal moment in his character's journey that he has to observe and it's like oh i was a bit nervous about doing it in a way that he was gonna resonate with but uh we we finished ta- he was watching on the monitors and we finished taping the scream and i walked out and he just went like this he put his both thumbs up and i was like yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's yeah. happy he, he yeah. feels it so great yeah yeah, yeah. that was great don't say Oh my god! <laughs> I think about when when Detmer asked asked um um Bird, I'm like, well, how many died? And she looked at it and said millions. And he said that screams a killer. <laughs> no, I know. I I shouldn't have. It was. It sounds callous, and that that wasn't my. It wasn't my intention to be callous, but Trina's gone. <laughs> I can't help it. But it's so okay, it's true. I have, <laughs> this question that you know, just talking to you just now, this came to my mind. You know, they are rebooting all kinds of movies and rebooting everything, and I just had this flash in my mind that if they rebooted any movie that had you in it. It would be for me, enemy mine. And I would like you to play that Luke Gossett part. Hey, awesome. All right. Other right. Yeah. Like, like I could you just see David playing enemy yes. mine reboot? Yes. You know what? I have what? not seen that movie in ages. I am gonna watch that. I mm-hmm. miss that movie. I loved it, and it was Dennis Quaid, right? It was yeah. Dennis Quaid mm-hmm. and Luke Gossett Jr. Yeah, I think yeah. it's old that enough to rate a reboot. Yeah, yes. it's a reboot. It does. It does. Because mm-hmm. I used to watch that thing. I think I I think I owe Blockbuster like millions of dollars for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't rewind your tapes. I did not rewind it. <laughs> but it's got a lot of social commentary in it too. I mean it's yeah. got a lot of a lot of meat on the bone besides yeah. those two performances. And um, yes. I think it would be a really interesting one to go back and, and look at again. And I'm like, Paramount, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't now know who owns that movie. You know, it's, it, it is this underappreciated classic uh, mm-hmm, that had so is. much to say. And the performances are great. Great. And I'd pay money to see you in it. I would pay oh, big you. dollars. I'd love to see how they'd update that makeup. Yes. And, oh, know, wow. That would, be, that would be something else. Yeah. That was oh, one of those wow. movies. Now, now I got to go watch it. <laughs> I've got a project this weekend. It's Enemy Mine Weekend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're all this Way snow. Back in the I'll go ahead and watch that. Like, I thought you were talking about Lon Chaney. You know, it was just like, yes. oh God, I get to see you do that part. And then you would tear oh, that up. That's high that's praise. Good. Thank you. Because, yeah. you know, you. back in the day, HBO would play movies every 30 seconds or every hour, every hour and a half. But 
every time that movie came on, I watched it. If you know, if it was if yeah. I was changing down, I'm like, oh, I gotta watch. I love that movie, and you would be great. Thank you. Yeah. I love there is. I mean, everyone has those. Not. I mean, it happened more in the days when we would you just sort of like watch TV as opposed to sit down to your service and press the button and it, mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. But the, I love that there's those handful of movies for everybody that if you just casually turned on your TV and you heard the dialogue from mm-hmm. one of those movies that your day stopped and you're like, all right, it's going to be this today. Right. But you never <laughs> passed up the opportunity to watch that. I love those. Yeah. It's like three or four for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you had to sort of, have had experience pre-streaming to to appreciate that list but i definitely yeah yeah i love i love those movies right like the ones that you oh i'm gonna watch this i can't yeah. say no to this mm-hmm. independence day I'm oh, amazing it. i gotta amazing. say amazing it was on it was on today on bbc independence <laughs> i did day? watch it just a little bit yeah <laughs> it was on <laughs> It was on in the that, aliens and, are scary in that one. They are scary. Yeah, they're oh, not like lining around. Brent and... <laughs> <laughs> Spanner. I was gonna ask about I was I I was really gonna ask about what um what did you want to see Linus do? I don't because I, I wanted to ask that, but I didn't know if you could be able to a- answer the question. What what do you want Linus to do? Oh, that's great. I would like to see Linus. Uh, I would like, now that we've seen him in sort of various iterations, uh, bopping around the ship, I would like to see more of his professional side. I would like to see him at work and contributing. So we get an idea of how he contributes. We we know how he contributes as a personality. Right. Uh, but I'd like to see how he contributes as a, as a crew member, like when he's working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. right. I like to see that too. Yeah, if that involves, <laughs> I just want to see more Linus. <laughs> agreed. You, agreed. Agreed. Right. I'm, uh, you know, like I, I, I love the character, and I love the exploring, uh, the character, and I love going to work and being on um, with that group of, uh, with that group, that incredible cast and that incredible crew, mm-hmm. um the the friendships that i've made uh i miss my work family very much especially mm-hmm. in these sort of the these months which have been you know more yeah. chaotic than maybe yeah. uh, mm-hmm. i <laughs> would have liked but yeah. uh <laughs> going to work is always uh and the prosthetic artists that i work with who you know i spend a lot of time with uh early mornings like i mm-hmm. i I love the character and I love every, every all of the different pieces of it. So yeah, here's to more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Well, yeah. But who's your cast buddy on the show? Like when you go there and like, who do you end up hanging out with? Like, you know, when you can hang out and have somebody just hold your Coke. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, my, I guess, I guess my main cast buddy is Doug uh, yeah. because we're two peas in a pod when we are together. Uh, and uh, we hold, there's something I've, uh, it's, 
when you're on set with someone else who's in a heavy prosthetic, you yeah. both are sharing an experience mm, uh, okay. and, and nobody else, everyone else can appreciate the experience that you're having, but no one else is really sharing it with you in the same way. Okay. And so when Doug and I are in set together, you know, they usually, at this point, they usually just sit us beside each other and <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk or we'll just sit in silence or we'll, you know, like squeeze, like, give each other a little shoulder squeeze just mm -hmm. as like support and, mm -hmm. you know, get to know, mm -hmm. uh, just, just help each other navigate the day. And when we sense the other person's energy lagging, we wove like it's, it's, okay. so I think he's, and I spend time with him in the prosthetics trailer, right. When we're yeah. both getting our makeup on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also, uh, I got a chance to, uh, at Vegas, uh, connect with Patrick. Yeah, uh, who is lovely? Yeah. <laughs> they were hanging out on the corner. Yeah, <laughs> they had a little corner. Yeah. And yeah. Patrick's Patrick station is uh, is right by the science station, so he and I mm -hmm. will also in uh, in oh, during the day we'll chat mm -hmm. a lot okay. because he's close. I don't have to navigate mm -hmm. to go mm -hmm. very far to chat right. with Patrick, and uh, so he's a he's a he's another uh, person that I uh, have gotten close to, but. Um, anybody in that cast uh, would gladly hold a Coke for me and I would gladly hold a Coke for them, you oh, know? I believe it. I believe it. Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the Dungeons and Dragons people? Oh, they are amazing. <laughs> uh, they, I love oh, what they are that. doing. I love what they're doing. I love that the the D D thing is taken off, that they have their channel now, uh, that uh, that they're able to showcase uh, that 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 side of the gaming world and bring Trek into it. Uh, I, I am a huge fan and I, mm -hmm. like, I super adore Anthony and I adore them. I adore them all. Who am I kidding? Yeah. <laughs> but, <yeah>. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I know that cast and they just seem like they are just really tight. So, you know, I, I'm so happy for you to be on there. I love watching what you're doing. I am going to definitely I want to tell everybody that Enemy Minds needs to be <laughs> need a reboot. Like reboot. Other movie right. that I could think of, but that's the one I'm just okay. like. I've got this is like going to be a thing for me now. This has got to this has got to happen. I'm going to put right. my so everyone's on. homework is to watch Enemy Mine and then no, like, just mention it a lot. Like, hey, what, don't you think Enemy Mine would be? It's ripe for a reboot. You know who'd be great? But who's going to play the human? Who's going to play the human though? Who do we? Who do we? Hmm. Patrick. Oh, um, Patrick. Patrick could play the human. He could. Patrick Quark. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he could. Would. You guys yeah. got a good chemistry. That's for sure. Yeah. He's cool. I would take too much money. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> she said he would cost too much money. <laughs> she's because she's thinking about. She's got her producer hat on. And she's she's oh. gonna make this happen. Patrick, oh, okay. I'm telling you. What Patrick? Excuse me. What Patrick are we talking about? Quark. Uh, who plays Lieutenant Reese? Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. That would be cool. I, I would love that. I'm telling yeah. you. I, yeah, I do. I have my producer hat on. I'm like, how can I get this movie made? Want <laughs> <laughs> to get a deck together? Like. This is going to happen. Well, because we're talking about it, the first thing to do would be to go online and 
t- t- look and see if there's because it very well could be in development. We could just be having a right. right guys moment, <laughs> right. exactly. You or know, like because it could have came out quite, and it was just it terrible. Quite <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got to line up the IPs and we got a female who's got rights, and we got to make. Right. This <laughs> and don't think Sabrina's not going to be on. Uh, you know, slack tomorrow telling us, well, this is what I did at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> how much how much research she just did on all of this. So, yes. I thought I thought that's the fact if you all were talking about it first and then you said something else. I'm like, I know she's not talking about Patrick Stewart. I know she's oh, talking no. about the other guy. You know, I'm like, I know she's talking about the other Patrick. Can't be that's why I asked. I thought that no, nobody can afford that guy. That we really can't afford that guy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, Wait a minute. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm so excited for Picard season two. Oh my oh, lord! Me too. And, and the third, and then Str- and so strange, brave, no, strange new worlds. Strange new. I'm worlds, excited yeah. for all of it. Like yeah, the, this trek, year is going to be. Give me more yeah. trek, 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 please. All so year great. round, all year round, such a variety. I love that we have such a variety of yeah. uh, of trek now, not just the one and done episode thing going on, and mm-hmm. you know, I just love it. Yeah. So and I love our captains. Like I love Sinequa. Oh. I love Anson. I yeah. love oh, yeah. uh, Patrick. Uh, yeah. Like they're. I love the range of captains, and I just I'm devoted to every one of them. I just yes. Hmm? Yeah, we got all these captains, and I, I, I Captain think Freeman on Lower Decks. Don't forget her. That's right. Oh right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to line this. I want a Saurian on Lower Decks, please. Okay, well, I'll I'll make a call. <laughs> well, there was there uh, at the end of season one when Riker came in. Yeah. There was a Saurian first. His his number one is Saurian, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Frakes is a big Linus fan. Oh, is he? So I think that. Yeah. So he he really he really liked the prosthetic a lot, and and he's uh, he was a lot of enthusiasm for Linus. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's a lovely Ooh. man. Okay. okay. Oh, if, you got, if you got Frank's behind you, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be on a lot of Star Trek. All right, you're good. <laughs> right. That's right. Go. I hope, that, yeah. I hope that you are in a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> so. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm having a wonderful time. So I'm, I am open and ready to see where the, where, where the stars take me, you know. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Where the stars take me? <laughs> We're done. We'll talk, okay. We'll I'll talk about it. this okay, after I'm we finish the I'm dead. <laughs> Are you ready for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That take us out of here. How do we? How do people? find us and then David tell us where people can find you but go ahead Yvette you want to do um, David first yeah let David where can people find you because everybody just loves Linus so much people can find me on Twitter and Instagram it's the same handle it's at Dav Ben Tom it's the first three letters of each of my names D-A-V-B-E-N-T-O-M awesome you got anything uh, else yeah. coming up? Any um, independent work? Anything? Yeah. 
I'm writing uh, right now, so we'll see where that <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Uh, yeah, but it's all pretty pretty quiet at the moment, which uh, you know. So I'm kind of hunkered down, and mm-hmm. and I just want to say, um, if we're saying goodbye, that uh, it's so cold here today. And, and this has been just the most warming conversation. So oh, thank you. Thank no you worries. for this. This has no been worries. just a lovely, lovely dismount on the day. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do it with me again. <laughs> you can find us at SciFiSisters.com. That's S-Y-F-Y-S-I-S-T-A-S.com. Join us on the mothership. That's M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P and the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, both on Facebook. Download the Trek Geeks Network app, where you can find us and our family of podcasts on the Trek Geeks Network. On Instagram, sci-fi.sisters. And we are also on the Twitter, at Sci-Fi Sisters. After listening to this podcast, please rate us and write a review. We may just read it on an upcoming episode. Okay, we'd also like to give a shout out to our sound engineer, the one, the only, Dose, the anonymous one. And you can reach him at, oh my God, I've got a spell. (laughs) Where's Tamia? (laughs) A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, the number one at gmail.com. Did it perfect? Okay. <laughs> yes. I just want to say to me, you could not join us today, but she's sending love. She is spending the day with her mother at a great concert. And hi to me, his mom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's my mom's birthday today, too. Get out. Oh, awesome. Happy birthday to your mom, too. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Happy your mom. Happy we have a special mom. relationship with moms on this show. Right. So yeah. amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. All right, everybody. And so, everybody, good night. And thanks for joining us. And as Tamia would say, what a sister really needs peace, love, and hair grease. Bye bye. Hey, y'all. Are you looking for that perfect holiday or birthday gift for that special geek in your life? Why not check out the world's first app enabled Tribble from Jay and Kalia at Science Division? These soft and cuddly fuzz buckets actually trill for friends and squeal at Klingons. Adopt your triple today at Science Division. That's sciencediv.com. Science Division. By fans, for fans. Trouble's never been this fun. 